0: Nugent Hopkins, left circle, wrist shot, score! Patrick, Ryan Nugent Hopkins! Harris takes a snap, draws back, he throws. That's
1: complete, and a big gain for the Eskimos. It's Ricky Collins Jr. again! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad.
0: Live from the palatial 630 Chet broadcasting compound, it's the show that gives you the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling, it's the show that gives you canned hams, and it's the show that gives you this guy.
1: It was Osinger to Hagel, left corner, Hagel comes in front of the net, Goal! Brandon Hagel and he gives the Rebels a 2-1 lead. Lacusta fans on it and it's taken away and here comes Douglas an odd man rush. Douglas over the line to Hausinger scores! Cam Hausinger right in the slot and he gives the Rebels a 3-1 lead.
0: The multi-talented voice of the Red Deer Rebels in studio tonight on inside sports. and how talented is he? When he's calling those games, he's not pausing so he doesn't talk over the goal horn. He's making the goal horn sound.
1: Well, it's it's the Western Hockey League, Reed. you know you've got a multitask. You got to do a couple of things. So. You know, I'm working the goal horn and picking out the music. And... Cam Moon is in
0: studio. My name is Reed Wilkins. This is Inside Sports on 630 Chad, The Eskimos practicing today and they will fly to Montreal on Friday. The game against the Alouettes is on 630 Chad, 1230 for the countdown to kick off. The game is at 2. We'll have a little bit more on the Eskimos as we uh, go along tonight. We'll talk about that with Cam, who's a huge Eskimos fan. And also later on tonight, this is going to be fun, Ian herbers head coach of the U of A hockey team, will join us in studio. They are going to have a lot of turnover over on that roster, several players graduating, and six players from the U of A signing pro contracts after the season. So uh, no surprise after how good they were last season. But Cam, again, great to see you. Thanks for coming up. You're a very popular guest on the show. People always want more Cam, more sure. Cam. So we're giving them an hour of Cam Moon tonight. Ooh. If you have a question for Cam, a comment for Cam, you want a story from Cam, uh, you can text 630 630 780 is the phone number.
1: I appreciate story time. I like story time. It's always good. So, what is how does how does the summer work for you?
0: And I and I know for me, people are like, "Well, like, what are your hours?" I'm like, "I don't know. I got a job. Yeah. And I got to, I got to complete it and hopefully do it reasonably well." Uh, what what's it like for you now?
1: Well, once the season ends, it it definitely changes. It goes from you know working all the time because hockey's on and. It's six, seven days a week, most weeks, from the end of August until whenever the team's done. To a little more manageable, uh, I am involved in uh, scheduling, so that uh, that becomes busy once we get ready to crank out the schedule. And I help out with uh, travel and stuff like that. So once we have a schedule, then we go through the the travel things. Uh, I help out with uh, all sorts of things around the office. So are
0: you the? Because there might be some stories here. Are Uh-oh. you? Are you the, the team services guy on no. the road, basically? There is... No, I don't actually do it. I'm just consulted <laughs> <Okay>. on it. <laughs> but they don't... don't actually do it. You're just, you've been around so long now. When they yeah. hire somebody new, how do I do my job? Uh, go ask Cam. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: really kind of a... it. Yeah. Just come sit down. I'll take you through it. And I take them through it. So that's, that's what we do. Dare but... I ask the hotel quality in the Western Hockey League? Wow. Well, I'll tell you. Read. It would shock you how good it is. It is. It is very good. Well, I'm, not, um, I, I'm just wondering if it
0: must vary a
1: bit from community. Well, community. yeah. I mean, your your choices in Portland, Oregon are vastly different than Swift Current, Saskatchewan. Yes. Okay. But uh, the teams get treated extremely well. Uh, it's come a long ways, like from my days, which was, you know, a million years ago. And it's, uh, it's definitely... You know, gone way up. So the, the the players get treated like gold. I remember uh, I remember Jesse Wallen saying to me when he was coaching the Rebels, and Jesse uh, now uh, one of the uh, one of the head amateur guys with the, the Detroit Red Wings after scouting the last six years with the St. Louis Blues. When he was coaching the Rebels, he goes, "Mooner, everything in the in the WHL is better than the American League except the actual hockey." Really? He says That's and just how well. The, the guys get treated, and we stay in great places and stuff. So we're very very fortunate.
0: Any? Do do? they have any of the the veteran status? Get their own room in the dub, or it's, no. not, it's all two guys. You get your own room. Yeah, well, that's because nobody can stand me. <laughs> <laughs> just give him his own room. It's gonna drive just, you crazy. Just
1: put Mooner in that
0: little closet with the broom yeah. at the end of the hall. And
1: he's gonna start telling <laughs> stories, and he's gonna be up all night. And yeah, and nobody wants to stay with me. But yeah, the uh, no, the players are still still two to a room. But you uh, never fly anywhere. No, there are never any flights. There are never any
0: flights. Well, is there a rule in the league final if it's well, a certain distance? Yeah, in the league final, it's different. Because Edmonton and Portland, they were on flew, the same I flight, think. and they had six and seven. It, game six
1: and seven back. The and league back. charters a plane, and they did it last year with Vancouver and and uh, Prince Albert. Right. So they've been doing this for oh boy, uh, at least nine years, maybe ten years. That if it's not you know Calgary to Kamloops in a league final, which you know that's really only about six and a half hour drive, it's really not that far. Mm-hmm. But but anything else, they've been chartering a plane and both teams go on it. Both teams on the same plane. Right. Yes, yeah, so that's what the Oil Kings. Yeah, uh, and the Portland did. did. Yeah. Do you remember the the last year? Was it? It was the last year because they went three years in a row. In 2014, right, was and the last year of the and three that's years. When in a the Oil row.
0: Kings lost Game Six
1: at home blew in a five-two or five-three lead. Well, yeah, they tanked it late. They lose Game Six. I thought they were yeah, done. Didn't look good. And they could both get on the same plane, fly to Portland, play the next night, and the Oil Kings win it on the road. So a real testament to them. That was a that was an amazing series, a great series. But to to play the next night in Portland, like that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, people are texting you, Cam. Uh oh.
0: Well, there's one. What one, this one's not a question. I bet it's from Brandon in Red Deer. Maybe a relative. Well, most of your relatives are in Edmonton.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't uh, have any relatives this, in Red Deer.
0: This Brandon simply says, "Mooner is a beauty."
1: Mm-hmm. That's, no, that's no, nice. Thank you, Brandon.
0: Physically or spiritually. I, I, <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> I clarified. appreciate it. Either way. Cam appreciates it. Brian says, Cam, how does the scheduling actually work? Did the, will the team sit in one room and hammer it out? How does it how does it work these days? It, That's you- gotta be the one of the hardest most difficult behind the scene things that the fans and media, even media probably never yeah. know what a pain in the butt it is. It used schedule.
1: to be awful. Now it's, it's way better. What we used to do is the Eastern conference versus Western conference. When get done through the league office, just basically when you're out of your building, when can you go on a long swing, all the teams put that stuff in and then the league sort of figured out when your swings would be. Then the entire Eastern conference used to get together and we would hammer out the rest of the schedule, which is the majority of the schedule, in an eight to ten hour session.
0: Because you're only playing the other conference one home game and one away game. So not even now?
1: one or the other. So one division Do of you the skip west. It? Well, that's what I mean. You get yeah. one division at home and you get the yes. other division on the road. So yeah. all together that's ten teams. That's that's ten games. So back then, when it was 72, there you still had 62 to to do. But anyway, we used okay, to hammer sorry. it out one day, eight to 10 hours of yelling at each other and and what have you. And and it was very difficult for the East Division teams coming out to swing in the Central Division when you're dealing with two NHL buildings, right? Because your building availability is extremely limited. So if you're coming out and you wanted to get Edmonton, Red Deer, Calgary you might not be able to do it when you want because the buildings aren't available. Or you might have to backtrack. Oh, definitely. Or come at a different time, like make multiple trips, which most teams would have to do. Now, now we get quite a bit done through the league office uh, before we even get to the meeting. And now we just meet as a division. So we get everything done Accept the division, and then we sit down as a division and and hammer it out. And quite honestly, it only takes like two, three hours, and we're done.
0: So the league will never really intervene too much and say, "Oh, we
1: don't want a game on that holiday," or think about this or necessarily. Well, yeah, it, teams will will say those sorts of things, and then sometimes we have a. You get the odd time where one team will say one thing, the other will say the other, and then the league does have to step in and make a call <laughs> one way or the other. How so how conscious
0: now obviously Red Deer would you do you guys have pretty much the building whenever you want? Or there there's well, gonna be stuff going there's on. There's
1: the there? agri trade that's in right. every November and now the, the CFR is in Red Deer. Oh right, yeah. And that's right before the agri trade. So every November for the beginning of the Red Deer Rebels. Since since they've started in 1992, in November the Rebels go on a long road trip because they are out of the building. Okay. That last year the Canada Winter Games was in, and that booted us for oh just about three weeks. So how conscious? Let let's say there's a Saturday night.
0: Yes. In the NHL, which yeah. that schedule would be out first. Yeah. So let's say there's a Saturday night game Flames at Oilers. Yeah. Would the Hitmen say? Oh, perfect. We can have a Saturday night home game, or would they say, wait a minute, we don't want to go up against that game
1: because people might stay home and watch it. No, they'll, they'll, take the, they'll take the Saturday.
0: They'll they'll take the home game.
1: Yeah, yeah, they'll take the Saturday. I mean, Flames on the road, if you can get a Saturday at home, even if, you know.
0: And are you looking, okay, that's Super Bowl Sunday, that's Yeah, there's,
1: Sunday, there's like, no games on Super Bowl. There's okay. no games on Grey Cup. You just... Yeah, nobody you got to re- take a knee. Yeah, um, nobody gotta, in their right see. mind is going to book that. Like that's... Well, the NHL. <laughs> well, yeah, well, the it, NHL takes... But people are going to come the, in. Yes, yeah,
0: true. The, the NHL doesn't schedule anything during the Super Bowl. The Oilers have played games before the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah. And and for the second year in a row, the Eskimos are going to be playing during the Grey Cup. Actually, last year the yeah. game started after the Grey because Nicholson told them the league last year... We do not want to be at home on Grey Cup Sunday because it was here. Yeah, and he said, and preferably we don't want to play at all. But they gave him an eight thirty game at L.A. I guess right. And then though this year they play Eskimos are in
1: Arizona during the Grey Cup. American so teams they... will play in the WHL on Grey Cup. But what if Baltimore is in it?
0: We got Cam Moon in studio, How about Sacramento. It's Inside Sports at six thirty. Ched.
1: You're listening to six thirty Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins.
0: Uh, this text says, "Reed, you keep saying the Eskimos won't play during the Grey Cup. Little Freudian slip. Did Oops. I say that? They better the, play in uh, the Grey Cup. They, yeah, I I hope they do. Me too." Uh, I might uh, I met the Oilers. It's, yeah. it's my belief they prefer. Well, I think they certainly last year when the Grey Cup was here, the Oilers yeah. said we do not want a home game and we would prefer not to play. That was that was the Oilers. Uh, this year, the Oilers play during the Grey Cup. They start at seven. Grey Cup would start at four thirty. I know the, Hopefully the the Eskimos are in it.
1: The Pats won't play at home if the Riders are playing. Home or away? No, they'll play on the road, but they won't play at home if the Riders are But playing. even if, if, the,
0: if the Riders have a road game, the Pats would say, we don't oh, want to no, home Oh, no, game. no, they'll, they'll still play then. But they wouldn't go head-to-head home games. What's the point? No. Oh, exactly. Yeah.
1: There'd be nobody there.
0: Jeremy from Glendon says, Hey, Reed, can you ask Cam if the Rebels would come play home games in Glendon during the CFR if I built a rink in front of the pierogi? You had me at pierogi. <coughs> Uh, Cam Moon is in in studio, play-by-play voice of the Red Deer Rebels. You were just saying a little bit of realignment in the dub this year.
1: Yeah, so Kootenai is moving to Winnipeg, the Winnipeg Ice. Uh, They're going to play for at least a couple seasons in uh, the building at the University of Manitoba. It's being completely refurbished, as I understand. And they are in the process of building their own building in the southwest corner of Winnipeg. But they're still a few years away. And then Swift Current will move to the Central Division. They'll stay in Swift Current, but they'll play in the Central, <laughs> yeah, right. to be clear. So they how thrilled or not thrilled are they about that? Can uh, disclose you disclose? I'm guessing they're not overly thrilled because they have great rivalries with Moose Jaw and with Regina. And to keep them happy uh, in the scheduling they will play a few extra games with Moose John Regina to you know give them okay a few extra gates with those guys cuz they have a you know they, the Swift Current Broncos don't have a, a huge rivalry with the Red Deer Rebels yet you know we're going to see them a few times could, could soon though i guess who yeah. is
0: the who who is the rebels biggest rival right now i mean i know rivalries can
1: change it and it has you know when i first went to red deer the calgary red deer one it it's you need playoff series. It helps, With with teams to create a great rivalry. And the Calgary Red Deer one was very good because the team was playing, they were playing each other, I remember it was like three out of four years they played each other, it was was outstanding. Then that sort of went away because they didn't meet in the playoffs. And then there was a lot of Red Deer medicine hat. And, and like, it was bitter. Like, (laughs) bitter. (laughs) Like, if people wore orange to the game in Red Deer, like, they got catcalled. Like, a lot. and And... If you wore a Rebels jersey, especially at the old rink in Medicine Hat, like that was like, that's a gutsy move. Let me say that. Like that old barn, which was one of my favorites. Um, The atmosphere in the playoffs, second to none. But wearing a Rebels jersey there was not for the faint of heart. Um, Now that has subsided because the teams haven't played each other and their new building, while beautiful, and a lovely place, it's not uh, the yeah, same atmosphere.
0: We're into the final minute here, but okay. I'll
1: throw this in. Do you, right. do you have any
0: broadcast locations where you're virtually in amongst the, the crowd, in amongst the fans? Yeah, there's a few. <laughs> <laughs> in Red Deer, one? you're yeah. not. Red no, no, Red no it's great. very nice, yeah. But in yeah. some of them, you could have a, a an unfriendly... Oh, yeah, you can have somebody pretty right close, yeah yeah.
1: yeah. yeah, they're usually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: You're not on the ice, so... Yeah, they're, they're you're, the days of you being heckled are oh, yeah, those long are, past. Those are long <laughs> past. Yeah. Cam Moon is in studio. You can text 630-630, phone number 780-496-0063. We'll talk a little bit about the Oilers, a little bit about the Eskimos with Cam when we get back.
1: This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630-CHEDD.
0: To Harris, he sits in the pocket, going deep. He's got Ellingson. There it is at the ten. Touchdown Eskimos! Greg Ellingson has the pair, and the Eskimos increase their lead. Harris takes the snap, drops. He's going deep for Daniels, and oh, what a catch! What a catch by Dabaris Daniels as he goes underneath a defender, scoops up his first touchdown. That is music to the ears of our in-studio guest, Cam Moon. Play-by-play voice for the Red Deer Rebels. Thanks for dropping by. One of the biggest Edmonton Eskimo fans I know. You must be thrilled so far.
1: I am. Uh, two th- Coming out of that break, two things I love. Eskimo touchdowns and Quiet Riot. It's perfect. <laughs> so I remember sense. seeing them on White Ave, on pe- in People's Pub on White Ave. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What year, <sighs> approximately? 93. So they were on the downslide. So yeah, they yeah. were
0: nostalgia already at that point. Well, yeah, bit. pretty much original lineup couldn't have been the original.
1: Uh, it was three of four. Not bad. Yeah, not bad. Not bad.
0: Uh, you know, the Eskimos were supposed to be uh, a lot. Of, a lot of the pundits were saying they they, they weren't going to be very good. Well, I guess they were wrong. <laughs> it's very
1: unfortunate.
0: Uh, what, do you, what, what, what do you think, though? I mean, you watch um, uh, you watch all the games, especially I in do. the summer.
1: I do. Uh, the defense. Is vastly improved, and that has been absolutely huge. I, I love how they get after it. I love that they can get pressure with just the front four. It doesn't have to be a blitz to get pressure. Although if they do, they're obviously going to get some. Uh, so defense has been has uh, been really good. I mean, they are they do get after the quarterback. Uh, Harris has been even better than I expected, and I expected he'd be pretty good. Mm-hmm and they've got it's nice to have a running game with CJ Gable like it's when when there's some deception in your play calling it just makes it so much easier for the offense to to get that extra second or two for the quarterback so that all around, they've been they've been pretty strong. There's been a bit of a return game. They haven't had much of a yep. return game prior to this year. That's been nice to see. So I, you know, even in the game that they they lost to the the undefeated Winnipeg Blue Bombers, well, they ran more than double the offensive plays to Winnipeg. They were right there. Like it was, it was uh, it was frustrating that they couldn't finish the drives in that game. But it was also, and I'm, I'd like to think my glass is half full, that uh, they could play as well as they did. They were. A couple, you know, they had some drops in the last couple minutes. Uh, they had every opportunity to tie that game. So, hey, they're, they're looking very good right now. I hope they can keep it going.
0: They play Montreal on Saturday, two o'clock for the start of the game here on six thirty. Chat our countdown to kickoff will commence at twelve thirty, and then Toronto next Thursday. And like Toronto looks awful, so that you, you gotta you, you gotta favor. I will never guarantee anything. No, and I know I, I don't believe in jinxes. Yeah but uh, you know you, i think you'd favor the eskimos in both these games though montreal they're a little intriguing to me like they they hang in there and yeah. they, you know they beat they beat hamilton and they they came on back the road and they, and they, they were on back. the road weren't they uh, yeah i think they were I in think, hamilton i think it might have been yeah and they were down 25-8 here and tied it ultimately lost so like this th- i think this is going to be a pretty pretty good game on saturday and then you know the schedule you know on paper picks up for the Eskimos. Sure. You got Calgary three times in, yep. in uh, about five or six weeks. You got Winnipeg again in August. But, but I, I my, my view of the Eskimos this season is, is like just enjoy the ride. Like, they're probably yeah. going to be some tough games. I think it looks like Edmonton, Winnipeg, and I'll still say Calgary will probably be very close. Yeah. And, uh, you know, maybe 11 wins it might even get you second place, depending on what everybody else does against the rest of the league. But, um, I guess there's the potential the West teams could beat up on some of the Eastern teams. We'll see how that plays out. But I I just kind of thinking like uh, enjoy the ride. There's a, there's a good foundation there and, and you mentioned a lot of things that are going well. And usually if you're playing good
1: defense, that's something you can recreate every week. Yes. And I, I hope they do. I I just like the way they've been uh, pressuring the quarterback and the the sacks are one thing, but the pressures as well. That uh, if you have him throwing the ball a second or two before he'd like to, your chances of being successful are just so much better. I hope that continues.
0: Well, here's I have I hate to tell you this, Cam. Okay. I, I have a theory.
1: All right. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll hear your story. most theory.
0: important position in football is quarterback. Yes. I contend in my personal world of observing football. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of people say, well, if you don't have the old line, you don't win. I mean, you, you gotta, there's a lot of position sets in football. It's a very complex set. Yep. You have a weak one. It can ruin everything. Mm-hmm. But if if you're telling me, okay, in uh, you're running a CFL team, and we will give you two position groups that are going to be rated excellent, and then you got to go find the rest of your guys, yep. whether they're very good, good, Fair or poor, but I'll give you. We're going to give you two right off the bat that are excellent. What are your two? Quarterback and defensive line, because you get a sack in the CFL, and and really a lot of times in the NFL, you get a sack in football. The other team ain't getting a touchdown. They might get three, depending on where the sack is, but they're probably kicking the ball. Yeah, and you know we've seen that that you can just, I mean, in the CFL, pretty easy. You get a sack on second down, drives over. Yeah, it's over. And you get a sack on first down. It's probably second and fifteen or longer. Yeah. So uh, give give me give me a, a stud rush end in the CFL any day, and and my star quarterback, and I'll build the rest. And of the you'll team go from, from
1: there. there. Yeah. You know your your theory's not it's not wacky. <laughs> you know what? That <laughs> that's got a shot. Inside Sports Inside host <laughs> Reed Wilkins <laughs> is called not wacky <laughs> by Cam Not, not that's, wacky.
0: That's my movie reviewer voice right. when people do a trailer for the show. That's right. In a world, he's the show yeah. host yeah. called "Not Wacky," and it's like got the quotes "Not Wacky" and Cam Moon that's underneath right. on the TV commercial. He's he's not wacky. <laughs> I'm not. Nor am I Andrew No Wacky, who nope. played for the Eskimos. Oh, that's right. Drop I remember some him.
1: Names I remember him.
0: Uh, Vic texting in uh, says, "And don't forget the Eskimos' defense has been short a couple of key players to injury. Well, I'd love to see the linebacking crew together as they envisioned yeah. it, with Unamba and Santos Knox, though Diggs."
1: Monte Diggs has been really good. It's been really good. I, and therein lies the, the trouble. The, and it, it's not the Eskimo. it's every CFL team. You're always going to battle some injuries here and there. Uh-huh. and uh, that's just part of the deal. So you need to have some depth. That's very important. The recruitment so important. And then uh, once you have it and putting it all together. and it sounds like you know, everything that you you hear or you read with this group, that uh, they they get along extremely well, and they've got a good culture within the room, and I think that's important too. And I don't know if it wasn't as good the last couple well, of said years, it but it sounds like good. this year's good.
0: They like I asked the about yeah. last night, and he just said I, I, don't, I don't talk about it. like they've admitted something was off. Yeah, um, you know we all know the players who left. Um, yeah. So and then people say, oh, it was Riley, it was Riley. I don't <laughs> I don't think it was Riley. I do think maybe that his teammates had the sense he probably wasn't coming back. I think that might have well, been yeah. quietly known in the room and not not discussed and maybe that had an impact on some things.
1: But yeah, that and I I'm sure they all had a pretty good idea and I totally understand why he did go, but it uh it hasn't um, it hasn't hurt him it hurt him in any way. No.
0: All right, so they're looking good. Uh, we got the uh, yeah. Edmonton Oilers uh, getting ready. There's a lot of uh, chatter, chatter. I'm, I'm, people who listen to the show regularly, the, the fourteen regular listeners. Yeah, and, well, I guess thirteen tonight because you're here. Yeah, uh, but I am listening. But you are still listening. I still count. You know, there's the people know I don't. I don't spend a lot of time on trade rumors, because to me it's sort of empty content because a lot of it most of them don't happen yeah and i I know and i don't spend a lot of time on trade suggestions from listeners not because i I, it's my i like i'm not i don't like ignoring listeners i just feel if you're a fan of team x and you suggest a trade involving team x it's probably beneficial for team x so i'm kind of like well right no, we're, the Oilers aren't going to trade their seventh-round pick for Vinnie Malkin. The yeah. Penguins probably wouldn't look at that. You know? like, So a lot of times I just, okay, I don't need to. Yeah. Or I'm exaggerating, but right. we have got some that are too far, no, far I, from that. I listen all the time. I understand exactly <laughs>
1: what you're saying. Yes, uh,
0: But the, the Lucic for Neal scuttle remains, uh, remains out there. Uh Lucic had 6 goals and 20 points last season. James Neal had 7 goals and 19 points. They were both vastly overpaid for what they produced.
1: Yeah. What's the upside <laughs> <laughs> for either player yeah. in general or the trade? Well, in I, I I don't know. I mean, money-wise, you and I were talking before we went on the air. It's it's not it's, a huge difference. It,
0: Lucic's cap hit is 6, Neal's is 5.75. The the real money that they have remaining yeah. on their contracts is is not quite the same but I maybe mean, I think the teams can probably afford it at this yeah. point the canadian clubs um I I, I guess I, I mean to play devil, and I and I see what you're saying yeah. what's what's the upside is it just each team saying okay change of scenery right? or maybe we need to get this guy in into a new new spot and just try to it shake might it might be it
1: like I I don't know what else
0: but it seems it could to me be. in your mind you don't think that's a reason to make a trade
1: well it, it depends how bad you think the situation is here and I'm not in the room so I don't know but the people that are do right and, and same same goes for the discussion about Neil and the Flames precisely so so I, that's the only way this thing would get legs is if both organizations felt listen okay we've I gotta switch something up here uh, we're not getting out of that player what we expect or what we should get and we figure we can't do any worse with the other guy. So do you think,
0: I, I mean, look, the point production is not worth $6 million for Lucic. No. You know, the first, the, the first year, what he did was 50 points, oh, yeah. 50 penalty minutes. Hey. He was plus, uh, well, he actually was minus three. Sorry. I was looking at the previous year, but still uh, at six points in 13 playoff games. And then the first half of the next year, he was on pace for yes. 18, 19 goals. Um, do you think in today's NHL, Lucic is still intimidating people? Do you think that that still has some value? And then if there was a trade with your rival, that then he's going to come in here and be the boogeyman to the Oilers? Is that is that a factor in your mind?
1: I think it's somewhat of a factor. If he's going into the corner with, with someone that isn't really excited about going into that corner to get the puck, uh, then yeah, then it has some value. Um, if if he can win some battles along the wall and get you possession of the puck, then, yeah, I think there, that is something you would like to have. And if he can, you know, scare the hell out of some guys, perfect. Like, I still think that that still has a place. Oh, intimidation and physicality will always be yeah. part of
0: hockey. I don't care how fast the game gets. Yeah. And I, and I obviously know that there's a shift away from big hits but to me, it's not just big hits. It's body position. It's what they call that heaviness on the puck. Like I have it, and you can't. Rank you can't me get off. it. Yeah. Um, now the problem with Luch is he didn't do a lot in the puck protection game this past season either. So yeah, then you're kind of thinking like, okay. But yeah, it's it's an interesting suggestion to me. I mean, Neil. Well, Neil, like Neil's interesting. He spent a decade as one of the most consistent scorers in the national hockey league. Yeah. Like I, I know he only hit 40 once but still just for pure consistency 24 27 22 40 21 27 23 31 23 25
1: and then somehow going to Calgary like okay, with he's some he's not vortex. a getting yeah. 40
0: or more every no, year, but you it's know pretty consistent. For a guy who wasn't considered an elite star in the league, that's and then 7 in Calgary in 63 games. On a very good team. So do you think... Do you think... he Is is one of those guys more... I almost hate using this word because it sounds kind of insulting, but is one of those guys more reclaimable than the other?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I, I, I think what they're like in the room is important. And I don't know. I don't know how either guy is in the room. But I think that would be important. Um... If they're a good team guy, then they're still valuable. If they're not, they're not. Big Bird says, "What about Buchnevich from the Rangers to play with McDavid
0: or Nuge? Could you get him for a pick and a prospect?" know people are sending. Oh, him the here picks. we go. Uh, Lucic for tourists makes sense. And uh, someone calling him his or him or herself eleventh regular listener. Huh. Hey, read this just in: Lucic for Drew Doughty.
1: That's, that's not. <laughs> See, that's funny. That's not real. I I, I appreciate the humor from that person. <laughs> Your 11th listener? It's got a little bit of ha-ha there. <laughs> it is 6.48. Cam Moon from
0: the Red Deer Rebels broadcast booth is in studio. Hi, this is Greg Ellingson of the Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Shed. Cam Moon's
1: enjoying the music. That's right. Turn it up. I think we need to get him an inside sports mixtape, read. Oh, baby. I'm having flashbacks.
0: Uh, this texture says, uh, James Neal has only had one bad season. To be fair to Luch, it's a season and a half. Yeah. But I understand what that person is saying. Uh, this texture says, uh, fans love traits, speculation. I, su- I suspect your target audience are fans. Give the people what they want. From their uh, 10th listener. (laughs) Well, but sometimes if I just enjoy another topic, I think that that passion's going to translate. I mean, I could have done just an hour of NHL trade speculations, or I could have done an hour with Cam Moon. I chose Cam Moon.
1: Well, God love you. (laughs) Are they rolling in now? Are we getting Uh, all the trade speculation?
0: Yeah, well, if somebody's trying to get Seth Jones out of Columbus. Sure. Would you do Chris Russell, Puliyarvi, Yarvey, a first-rounder and a second-rounder for Seth Jones? Don't know if Columbus would do it. Just a th- thought. Thanks. Hmm. I don't think they would. No. <laughs> so, uh, oh, this is a good one for okay. Mark. I'll ask you guys. If you were playing like in the old days when they threw sticks in the middle of the ice and the last two sticks were Lucic and Neil, who <laughs> would you pick first?
1: See that that that
0: was well worded. That was I, that's really well done. I, that is well done. Uh, you know what? For for one season, I I'd I I'd probably pick Neil, and I hate to say that because I've seen Luch play well.
1: Yeah, if we were on the ODR though, I'm taking Luch because on the outdoor rink it's not quite as big oh, as 200 too... by 85, and you could basically do whatever you want. So, yeah, he would he would scare everybody out there.
0: Uh, Sean says, uh, hey, Reed, great interview. Googled Cam's bobblehead. Oh, boy. And it is creepy, but I want one. Okay. <laughs> I should have brought oh, not, one for sure giveaway. i not should hey? read
1: this. Oh. <laughs> yeah, probably not then. <laughs> I'm well, guessing I mean, he's no. Having, he's having fun with you. Oh, okay. Well, but well, he,
0: get... he, he, he's calling you creepy. Oh. Part of your body. Oh, boy. Uh, you could wig that creepy dome with all the 80s hairband nightmares and even a troll. Not the social media loser trolls, the original ones. <laughs> That's right. That's for sure. That's pretty good. Well, it is kind of freaky. Have we, how long have you been bald?
1: Uh, I don't know. A long time now. I mean, you look great. Thanks. <laughs> I feel great.
0: <laughs> uh, we're, Oh, wow. There's a lot of people texting now. Uh-oh. Uh, John has one that's going to make Cam laugh. All right, it's a little, it's a little risque. Yeah, but it's after six. Oh yeah, you used can to get it to after nine. Yeah, now, you, you six, can get away so with anything now. Do you want. John says, "Which is more effective for a common male problem: <laughs> the total despair from riders' fans' faces when their team loses, or Viagra?" <laughs> John, you have a strange
1: arousal pattern. Ah, oh, yeah. Hey, I appreciate a rider's loss as much as the next guy. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you do like I that do. a lot.
0: A lot. You've sent me some very uh, emotional text after rider loss. Yes. Uh, is Mooner's favorite song still by Tiffany? There's a text. Oh. Six thirty. Did you Did you like it? Which Tiffany song did you no. like? Oh. I think we're alone now. Is a classic, though it's not originally hers.
1: Okay. So the story got told. <laughs> oh, I don't know this one. On the. Rebels radio one morning. I go in and do the Rebels report. We're on the rock station and we like to have a little fun in the morning. So I told the story I was in grade 12. Our next door neighbor, (laughs) this is in northeast Edmonton, our next door neighbor wanted to go to a concert and she was like 12 years old but she didn't want her mom or dad to take her. So they said to me, I was 17 grade 12, hey Cam could you take her and her friend to this concert? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Hey, I want to be a good neighbor. They're like, we'll, we'll get the tickets, whatever. Just just take them so they don't have to go with their parents. Wonderful. Excellent. And I mean, at that time of my life, I'm going to Iron Maiden concerts and Judas Priest and Van Halen and what have you. Right. So I agree to this, kind of blind. And they're like, okay, here you go. And it was Tiffany. That's right. Tiffany concert. So I, I was like, if anybody sees me at this, like... How do you live that down with your hockey buddies? You don't. You're going to get lit up for years and years and years to come. So I had like a hat pulled down low. We got there. I got to the seats like right away. And I wasn't moving for fear of seeing anybody. And it was, it was, it was my dirty little secret for years and years till I told the story on the air. And now every year at a Rebels game, they'll play the Tiffany song. And then like my phone just lights up. So That's, bad. You did a nice thing. I did. That Tiffany concert was awful. Lip syncing the whole thing. How many songs did she even? have? None.
0: She well, just one. Did,
1: did the one over and over again. Oh, there was a bunch of filler. Oh boy. Yeah, that was a tough one. <laughs> uh,
0: this texture says, "What's the handle here?" Hmm. Disberry? I don't know if I'm saying that right. Where? This one. Oh. How do you How do you say that? I don't Speaking know. of trades, the Hockey News pondered today what the return would be for McDavid. One said Pasternak and McAvoy. Another one said Barkov and Ekblad. And do you think two more missed playoffs will make McDavid ask out? I have oh, no boy. idea. Like. No. I understand that as Oilers fans, you are beaten down and dejected, and you only think bad things are going to happen. And I understand why, because mostly bad yeah. things have happened for a long time. <laughs> I don't know how Connor McDavid feels, or if he ever thinks he would want to be traded. I, I simply have no idea. At the end yeah. of the season, he said that's crap. Yeah, good. I don't know if the you team's have to imp- believe that at team, face if the value. The team's bad for another yeah. two, three, four years. I don't know how the young man's going to react. I mean, there's no way I can possibly speculate yeah. that. So Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Cam, are you golfing at Riverbend on Friday? Hope we are in the same foursome. That's from Brad.
1: No, that's the big Sutter Fund. um, Are you in it? No. No, I'm not. (laughs) You're
0: too busy making the schedule.
1: I'm pretty good scheduling to do. Uh,
0: Will you, I want to offer you a bit of a side job right here in the final minute of, of your hour. All right. Would you be willing... To be the ring announcer slash play by play voice for the first ever title match of the Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling.
1: Oh yes, for sure. I'm gonna be there anyway. Hey, no, no, no. I'm in. <laughs> in. Oh. Yes. Oh, yes. No. Oh. That is entrance music too. Oh. This
0: is yeah. That's your entrance. You could be a play by play guy and a wrestler, and this would be your entrance song.
1: Oh my god! How is this ever popular?
0: Well, there's always going to be, you know, children listening to music. It's
1: kind of catchy, eh? Hmm. It's not like Mutt Lang produced it, but still. She's kind of attractive, though. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She (laughs) was. Thank you so much for coming in. You're an absolute joy. That's Cam Moon. Hey, Ian Herbers from the Golden Bears is next. (laughs)